Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Though you may not see water for miles around, you can consider yourself trapped. The mists that encircle us are like prison walls. And who is the warden of this prison, you ask? None other than the wonderful, the terrible, the powerful Baron Strad von Zarovich. And the only way to leave this place is to kill him or die. It takes you only a day. It takes you a full day, but that is still significantly shorter than it would have taken you without the horse, mm-hmm. to reach the Raven River Crossroads. On your way... Oh, actually, also... <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> say that if it's something only you can see. Mm. I bet it was good. Mm. You see a weather-worn signpost next to the road. The three arms of the sign point along three branches of the road. The arm pointing north reads Kresik. That would be back mm-hmm. the way you came. Mm-hmm. And through the woods, you can see an arching stone bridge spanning a river. The arm pointing east reads Valakai. That would be the one uh, mm-hmm. onwards. Mm-hmm. And the road slopes gradually in that direction. The arm pointing southwest reads The Wizard of Wines. The road slopes gently downwards in that direction. In addition, on the bridge that you would be crossing, Mm -hmm. you can see that there is foliage on the bridge. Uh, I put up my hand uh, to try and stop the the cart. Ryan. Tell me about this foliage, Adam, and I whip out Emmanuel de Monster. I I tell Orion to just to halt. Oh, by the way, uh, with all the letters of the the missing kids, could I have, during, I I guess, the the remainder of the evening... Uh, grabbed a bunch of them that were for people in Valakai. Yeah, you could have found. Yeah. Sure. Cool, 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 probably cool. note that somewhere on your character sheet if you yep. can. Yeah. You can spot 10 individual plants okay. on this bridge. None of them appear to be... Well, you could see their roots, but you're not sure... The roots must... They, they must sink into the bridge somehow. You're not sure how. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there are three little shrubs about maybe up to knee height. And then seven of them are some sort of tree, like human-sized tree, but with no leaves. Blight, I say. They're blight. Um, they can look like a person. Uh, they love to lie, which I assume means this, I gesture. Not with mouth. Yes, not with mouth. Yes, thank you, Esme. <laughs> um, it also means there's probably druids somewhere in the area. I like start, yeah, just like... Thumbing the, I guess, the, the hilt of the mace. 
Like actual trees, they fear fire. <laughs> I stop. It's great th- that I can make myself laugh like this. I stop thumbing my mace, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> like actual? What do you? What do you mean? What? No, I just just I don't, as I ne- trees fear fire, I, so does the needle blight. Of course, I just never assumed that um, a tree had a fe- uh, could fear. Okay, okay, okay. Well, if any tree can fear, it's these ones. Um, okay, <laughs> regular tree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I like turn to the wagon. Does anybody have uh, some kind of cooling or or cold magic? Yes, Lushen puts his the the one hand that is his up and mm. says, "I, as wizard supreme of the dwarven colonies, have many magics of cold. Some might even call me a chill wizard." <laughs> Goro punches him in the gut. <laughs> Both of them double over. <laughs> Goro, uh, and as Goro punches him in the gut, he, Goro says, You fool! <laughs> <laughs> wizard Supremes are not cool wizards. Please be quiet. <laughs> I say. Esmeralda shrugs. I do not think they are aware of us. They have vision and sight mostly out to about 60 feet. No, as long no. as we stay as away. That was for me, not for the oh, <laughs> not yeah. for the blights. <laughs> I want them to be quiet. But yes, uh, uh, Pip is correct. If we can chill them first, any fire we hit them with will be extra effective. Fire damage should be our priority here. Um, They're resistant to anything physical. I We've see. got a magical weapon as well. I'm sure that will help. And radiant, as always... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty useful. Well, they're just not weak. Oh, sorry, they're just not strong to radiant yeah, damage. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. All right, well, then I say our tactic is thus. Lushen, you bathe as many of them in cold as you can, and then we'll just come in, the rest of us, and... Is it um, going to be a hard fight, Pip? Uh, needle blights. Do I di- identify any as poisonous, Adam? Yeah, the little shrubs look like they would be. Those three little shrubs, I say, and then like I just like I look down at the book and I look I look at the uh, description of their poison and my note. Don't let this happen. <laughs> don't get poisoned by them. Would be my suggestion. Those three little hmm. shrubs there. Well, it is currently nighttime. Look up at the sky yeah. and you see the moon. Well, you can see a little bit of moon in between the in between the mist and the clouds. Yeah, you know that that would mean that. It would, it would happen pretty much instantly. Uh, yeah, it would be pretty instant. Yeah. We should focus our attention on them, I think. That would probably be priority number one, unless you want blood to fall out of every one of your openings. I do not want that. Uh, you do! Uh, <laughs> I have seen it happen, Esmeralda says. It uh, is uh, unpleasant. Right. Um, how, they, do they attack with um, a, a, um, a range, or is it a... Uh, needle blights, yes. Poison blights, less so. But they're not aware of our presence here. They won't be until we approach We them could. Properly. Also, it is entirely possible. It will not be easy, but we could ford the river and avoid them completely. That's true, too. If nobody wants their openings uh, opened. Mm. <laughs> uh, how, 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 how deep, yeah, how deep, river? how, and with the wagon. Israel. It's a big old river. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you actually don't think that's there's, very likely. I mean, you could try. There, there's a reason there's a bridge. Yeah, yeah you that, could right. try, but... Raven River, Esmeralda, I don't think so. Right. Um, I say we go for the cold attack. Uh, yes. Lashon freezes uh, the three poison blights, and then the rest of us come in and burn... Burn and burn them down. Uh, do you need me? I have, as you've, as you've been aware, I've, I have certain abilities, but they're only a, for a short time and uh, once a day. Is it pertinent oh. we go all out, or is it a... 
I think the needle blights should be fine once we've got rid of the rid of the, the poison blights. It's nighttime, so we're probably going to be bedding down soon anyway, yeah? Yeah, you were going to right after this bridge anyway. You might as well, I say. Yeah, all right then. Under your direction, mm-hmm. Lashan targets the poison blights first, or the two... Yeah, we don't want what to... you hope are two poison blights. Oh, oh, God, I hope they're poison <laughs> blights, Adam. <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh, sweet, merciful bones, I hope. Those are poison blights. Yeah, as we do that, I just want to, like, cast Radiant Soul on myself. Mm-hmm. Um... To, to give myself that extra radiant damage and beautiful wings, mm-hmm. as well as uh, channel divinity into that mace of mine to make it a very good uh, magical weapon. Hell yeah. <laughs> you pray as... Yeah. Oh, I, I think I said two uh, poison blights. There are three poison blights. Yes. What I meant is Lushan with his spell can only, oh, can target, only target two, okay. two yeah. of the all poison good, blights. All good, all good. So he nonetheless targets two of the poison blights. Mm-hmm. And you pray for a brief second. He does the. He turns around yeah. and he tickles the side of Gorob's head. <laughs> Gorob turns around and is about to yell at Lushan, mm-hmm. but Lushan grabs the air as he sucks it in and throws it Hell as a yes. spell. The spell once again. The cold air coalesces into three revolving snowballs, which strike that area, and you pray that there will be a reaction. Okay. Yep. And there is indeed a reaction. Four. Both the the creatures, Hector, mm-hmm. these two shrubs, as the snowballs strike them, you see their roots. They tear them out of the stone beneath them, and they become like four legs. The little shrubs move and act like dogs almost. I forgot how uh, unpleasant they were. Eh. All blights are nasty. Blights have bad energy. I don't like them. <laughs> no such thing as a good blight. Yeah. Never met a blight I like. It's in eh. the freaking name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in the Frickin' name. It's in the frickin' name, Jerry. You ever met a goddamn blight that's been nice? You've never met a goddamn blight. You're more of a Nick Cage energy. Oh, all right. (laughs) You ever met a blight you don't like? That's a good Nick Cage. Well done. They can't use what, your teeth a lot. No, you never met a blight you can't. You never met a blight you don't like. (laughs) Yeah. Adam's word, Kira Knightley. <laughs> Into Adam's Kira Knightley, I should say. Uh, you mean Kira Knightley? Excuse yeah. me. Forgive me, Adam. <laughs> the poison blights are resistant to cold damage, and they made their saving throws, so they take basically a quarter damage. Mm-hmm. But, Pip, you see that they begin to freeze and lock up just a little bit, just enough that a fiery second yeah. shot would do quite a lot of damage. So, who has said fiery second shot? Well, I got a breath weapon that is all fire. <laughs> you breathe upon them. Both of them are going to need to make dexterity saving throws a second time. One passes, one fails. So, the one that fails mm-hmm. is going to take quadruple damage. Oh, yeah. The one that passed is only going to take regular damage because they, they're... In the same way that they are only going to take a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, that mm. they only took a quarter of the cold damage, they take four times the fire damage. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Rock and roll. So the one that's saved takes 11 points of damage. Okay. How Look. close did you have to get? Uh, oh, he's right next to them. Yeah, I gotta okay. get up to them. Okay. I'm scared for my openings. The other one takes 48 points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hell yes. Can so I s- that one's dead. Great. Yep. Can yep. I smell, as Emmanuel de Monster puts it, a pleasant smelling meat? 
This is uh, apparently the side effect of cooking the roots of any blind. It's a yeah. It smells like you're at a barbecue. Lovely. Mm. Don't eat it though. Mm. <laughs> Don't eat it. Can confirm that it does smell like a uh, delicious meat. Yeah, it smells great. Yeah, Manuel good. the Monster Dark Places Edition, as frustrating as it is, is typically accurate. Yeah, that's the kind of the worst part about it. Mm. Yeah. The other poison blight also is burnt to a crisp. Oh, hey. Destroyed both poison blights. There's still one, one more. Left, There's yeah. still one more, yeah. Okay. okay. And then the rest of the body gets to act as well because you are in a surprise round. Mm-hmm. Hector, what would you like to do? Uh, I would like to um, Sacred Flame. Mm-hmm. Um, although you've just charged up. Yeah, he has. <laughs> um, I will make a beeline. Actually, I'll fly right next to him and I will swing twice. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I will make a Searing Smite. Is that... Fire? I don't think you have fire damage. It is fire. Oh, what? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and... that's a right. That's one of your spells. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was an ability. I know what's happening now. All right. Yeah. Who were you attacked? Well, both of the ones that were chilled were destroyed. Yeah. Some of the non-chilled so, one. Yeah. yeah. So there is another poison blight, but you'd need to. You're you're kind of exposing yourself. You're running out onto the bridge past some of the tree-like ones. Okay, so past them. Okay, yeah, so that's then... why that's why they couldn't. All, what, that's yep, why yep. not all three okay, poison lights could be targeted. Okay, well then I will um, go for I guess the closest uh, needle blight. Needle blight. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, the yeah. fire will hurt them all. It's just a matter. Yeah. of... So I'll swing twice. Um, you hit both times. Okay. How much fire damage do you do? So, let's. That's what am I doing currently? Ah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so it's a magical damage, which is plus five to attack rolls, plus to do an additional six radiant to one of them. So let's say the first attack. And if that sure. doesn't bring it down, uh, I will then... S- yeah. What weapon do you use again? I'm using mace. a mace, All right, and cool. I'm holding a shield. So All right, so mace and mace. <laughs> and then how much other additional damage do you do? And so it's a- then the uh, searing smite does an additional 1d6 fire damage. On right. a, uh, and then a con save. Let's let's chuck all of our yeah. all of our numbers into the first one. Yeah. So you deal twenty points of damage. Mm-hmm. Well, you destroy one of the needle blights in okay. your fir- in your opening volley. And on my second hit, I will uh, channel some more radiant energy and uh, divine smite it. All right. What level of spell are you sacrificing? Ah, uh, just uh, a one. Bang. Uh, yeah, you'd bring down two needle blights. Nice. <laughs> With one, then two strokes, two needle blights fall to your blade. One caught up in regular fire, the other caught up in a holy fire. A gogash vroom, teleports from where he is standing to the opposite side of the bridge and Hell starts yes. hacking at the other poison blight. Oh, that's good. Thank goodness. Although, let's just hope. <laughs> Manu Damasa says nothing on curing this terrible, terrible uh, poisoning that can fall upon us. I, I can neutralize a poison. Well, that's good. Maybe that would help. Yeah. A Gogash destroys that poison. Don't like, don't, don't, we, don't don't have to, we don't have to worry about it. He dices, he slices, he smashes, he dashes. <laughs> a Gogash destroys a plenty. Hell yes. Piran is going to sidle up next to you, Hector. He moves with a unerring speed, and he's going to attack with Rapier and Dagger, one of the other Needle Blights. He hits twice. He deals a bit of sneak attack and a bit of regular attack. It's funny sneaking up on a tree. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Well, well as he's... Emmanuel de Monster points out, they are capable of vision around 60 feet or 720 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, EM. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty funny. <laughs> The needle blight that Pyrrhon attacks, Hector, it has, you could see it, as you approached, it kind of moved all of the needle blights, kind of like in a rippling sensation. All of them jump and move to attention, obviously having just noticed you. Mm -hmm. As you destroyed the two in front of you and moved forwards to the next one, it kind of adopted a quick defensive stance. You could see that it was about to swipe at you with one of its branch-like claws, but then Pyrrhon ducks underneath your guard, cuts at, you must assume, the tree equivalent of an underarm tendon. Oh, no. That limb goes limp, and then Piran drives his rapier into its roots. You hear a cracking noise. Half of its roots fall away, and that needle blight topples to its side and lies motionless. Nice. Piran takes down another one of them. And finally, we've got Esmeralda. Then we'll go to initiative. Jesus. (laughs) You've killed all of the poison blights, and there are four needle blights left. Come on, Esme. Take out all four of them in this ambush. (laughs) They tried to ambush us. We ambushed them back. I like their idea of hiding or as an ambush (laughs) is to be like this stone or wooden bridge, (laughs) several just uh, bits of uh, shrubs. Tree bridge trees. We we are one of them bridge trees. Shush. Don't think about it. Come across, you hate water. We got them. I know what humans hate. They hate getting wet. If we stay here. If we go on bridge. They come. (laughs) Hector. Idiots. An axe soars past the opposite side to Pyrrhon. The axe, you can see, it leaves behind a fiery trail. It slams into another needle blight. That needle blight explodes into flames. Oh. Woo. Then, Esmeralda. How do the axe do that? <laughs> oh, uh, well, don't, don't question Pip, you would have seen that Esmeralda had right before Some kind the of ungulant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had rubbed an ungulant into the axe. Mm-hmm. Esmeralda slides past you, Hector, on the other side. She just quickly looks at you and says, Coming through. And then she grabs the axe from the falling needle blade, uses the weight of it falling to dislodge the axe, and then swings at a second needle blade. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That needle blight manages to slam one of its roots into the ground and a rock, a stone from the bridge, shoots up into the air. Esmeralda's axe hits that rock instead, causing an explosion of fire and pebbles in all directions. Hmm. All right, initiative. <laughs> Good alpine ne- salvo. Are there two or three needle blights left? Three. Three, okay. God damn. One round of combat. That's all we need. Guaranteed. All right. It's the the needle blights open in a response, not taking this lying down. The three remaining needle blights attack Esmeralda, Hector, and Piran. Mm. Just needle blights. Nothing bad can happen if they attack you. The first needle blight stabs at Piran, and you see it punches Piran square in the chest, and when its fist retracts Hector, you can see it looks as if a porcupine had been uh, thrown into Piran's chest. Yuck. Many needles remain piercing his leather armor. Piran endures the pain silently and takes but five points of damage. Did that get through the leather? <laughs> a little bit of blood trickling out. Yes. You could see Piran's uh, bleeding. It definitely uh, did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Hector, another one of the Needle Blights takes a similar swing at you. You bring up the ancestral shield of the Kreskov family, and it batters against said shield. <laughs> You're glad for the metal shield, because you don't think the wooden one would have taken that blow. <laughs> and then a final one attacks Esmeralda, but Esmeralda ducks and rolls out of the blow. Then Esme's turn, she swings with the axe. It It's a bit of a back and forth. The needle blight that she's fighting seems to be a little bit tougher, perhaps some sort of greater needle blight. <laughs> but she manages to kick it in the chest to make it stumble up against the edge of the bridge. And then she lands her axe right in the center of its head. Oh, yeah. Its head bursts into flames. And then as it dies, Esmeralda grabs it by one of its legs and rolls it off the bridge. <laughs> you hear it splash into the water below. And even if it does survive, it is swept away by the current. <laughs> Hector, it's your turn. Uh, right. Well, I'll um, just grab my holy mace and hit once and then hit again. All right. Are you charging it with anything other than magic? I will smite them. Uh, I'll, I'll smite both. Okay. Just uh, both a, f- a first level smiting. Yeah, just a basic smite. So you're burning two first level spells? Yep. All right. Your first attack is a hit. You bring down one of the needle blights. Your second attack is a hit. All of the needle yeah. blights are dealt with. <laughs> Dust myself off. I, I barely did anything in that fight. <laughs> just burnt some needle blights. Burnt some poison blights, sorry. That's that, all of them, yeah? Yeah, that was all of them. Mm-hmm. It is Piran's turn. Piran lowers both of his weapons, looks at you, Hector, and says, uh, well, that wasn't too bad, I suppose. Then you hear a rumbling sound from the other side of the bridge. Two figures stand up at the other side of the bridge. You see that they are wearing leather armor, but the leather armors are covered in hides and in feathers. Ah. They have war paint streaked across their face in strange arcane patterns. One of them, their war paint looks like a, it's, it's kind of like a white chalkiness to it, and it looks like a skull. The other one has just red bloody streaks across his face. Under my breath, I mutter, such cases more typically arise when vile or very bad druids are in commandeth of their faculties. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be the druids. One of the druids slams his foot down into the ground, and like the needle blight caused a rock to explode upwards earlier, a giant rock explodes out of the earth. The druid then punches the air, and the rock speeds towards Esmeralda, Hector, and Piran clumped together. Uh-huh. All three of you need to make a dexterity saving throw. Piran, Piran, sloppery, slippery. Nice, no, sloppery. Sloppery. <laughs> he's a sloppery boy, that Piran. Piran barely passes, Uh-oh. but he needs to. That's he lot. kind of jumps and is now hanging by his hands off the side of the bridge. <laughs> Hector. You fail. Esmeralda. Esmeralda fails as well. I don't think I didn't move. Just like, ah, that would be the druids. Stand still. (laughs) Piran takes no damage, but Esmeralda and Hector, both of you take 19 points of damage. Just full on hit with a big rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? That would hurt. The other druid begins chanting a... Well, he doesn't chant, actually. He says just one word. It's a name. Pip, you recognize... You don't know much about druidic magic, but you recognize the name that he is calling is the name of a wind spirit. Okay. Like, not yeah, yeah. not just the wind spirit, but, but a spirit a, yeah. of wind. 
a massive gale force wind blows itself down the bridge. Uh-oh. The three of you are going to need to make a strength saving throw now. I plant my feet in. Yeah. Oh, is my shield. Pirin is buffeted to the beginning of the bridge. Hector, you manage to hold your ground. My strength's not so bad. Esmeralda is buffeted <laughs> back to the beginning of the bridge. Then it is a Gogash's turn. With a mighty throaty roar, he turns... Oh, wait. Oh, Gogash is on the bridge. He needs to make this saving throw as well. He passes the saving throw. Am I on the bridge? Uh, you are just... just at the beginning of yeah, the bridge? Yeah, it's like okay. licking. The wind is like okay, licking cool. at you. A Gogash turns around and he tries to make his way up the bridge. A Gogash reaches the wizard who is casting the wind spell. And... Oh, Wow. Agogash is attacking into the wind, and so you can see each of his blows is, like, belabored and heavy as he hefts his great axe and tries to swing it against the tide of the air. Wow. Okay, Agogash. 20 points of damage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Agogash. You love to be the best of us. Yeah. It is Gorob and Lushan's turn. Gorob tries to drag Lushan onto the bridge. (laughs) Lushan does not want to go. (laughs) <laughs> having to combat just the air, Gorob might have made it. But mm. having to combat the air yeah. and yeah. Lushan, mm. Gorob mm. cannot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is his turn. Okay. Lushan, on the <laughs> other hand, Good. casts a spell. Clever. Clever. Yeah. He lifts one of his hands back and an icy knife appears in it. He throws said icy knife right down the bridge. It strikes the druid casting the air spell dead in the chest and then explodes. Fuck yeah. The druid oh. takes... Oh, not much. Just mm. takes three points of piercing damage. But the explosion. But, yeah, the explosion will deal further damage. Ah, but That the druid, explosion. the other druid, and, and a gogash need to mm. make dexterity saving throws. Mm. Other druid fails. A gogash passes. Original druid passes. So, other druid... Takes oh, fuck two points of damage. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, I love these dwarves. But um, Druid one takes one point of damage, and a Gogash takes hey, one point of that's damage. That's something, you know. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. point is is sometimes it's all you need. It's the that's difference the, between the... life and death. Exactly. You know? Oh, that reminds me. Actually, sorry. When a Gogash hit him, Druid Wind Druid needs to make a saving throw. He makes it. And when he gets hit the second time, all right. He just needs to make saving throws to maintain concentration on his spell. And Pip, your turn. Okay. I, I will try and fire two arrows into the druid. Wind and druid? I, huh? Wind, Wind druid. druid. Yeah, and I'm going to make them both precise shots. Okay. That's advantage? Yeah. Well, that's good because you I, have otherwise, disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. That's what I figured. First attack hit, second attack miss. Damn. Well, it's to be expected. <sighs> Damn. I'm sorry. You deal... Four points of damage. That's minimum for you. Druid. Oh my god. That however, the druid still needs to make a saving throw. They pass. Fucking hell. And then it is well, the needle blights are uh, gone. I'm also gonna cast Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. Okay, no worries. On, on the druid. Yep. Well, let me quickly check what that does. I I, I think earlier I said it gives me advantage. That's not true. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh it gives me a little bit of extra damage and I get advantage to uh, make perception or wisdom or survival. Uh, you get a bonus to tracking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There he is. <laughs> I see this guy. Damage. All right, no worries. And then it is Esmeralda's turn. 
where the fuck did they come from? Esmeralda says. She isn't even going to try to charge the bridge. She knows better than that. She casts magic missile. Yeah. So, <laughs> so magic missile is only going to do a superfluous amount of damage, but it's going to do six different damages. <laughs> yeah. That's clever. It's a numbers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The druid's got to roll a one eventually. Like it's hard to maintain, like you know, a spell concentrating, getting like hit by one thing. Yeah, <laughs> six things in a row. Exactly. That's a lot to. You can't recover. Yeah. From a magic missile, especially one, what are they in the shape of? Little magic knives. Yeah. Mm. Voom, 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 voom. She throws six of them. They do a total of 14 damage, which, oh, well, the druid's beyond bloodied at this point. So, like, <laughs> the damage worth, is yeah. kind of a lot. Look. But then the druid needs to make six saving throws. That's so funny. It's been sort of a war of attrition with Yeah, he fucks druid. it up. Yeah. The wind <laughs> stops. Perfect. Excellent. It is Hector, your turn. I'm going to um, just fly, make a beeline for mm-hmm. that druid, uh-huh. uh, and hit twice. Nice. Um, putting First six... attack, a critical hit. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, you I'll... can charge it with any level of spell that you want, and it won't cost you. <gasps> I will... Any, le- I will... Ch- second level. <laughs> second level. All right, oh, yeah. that's 3d8 extra. Fucking paladins. <laughs> As I'm doing it, I want to be More like... like Paladin, don't. Not even once. <laughs> I want... Paladins, not even once. <laughs> Give me back my horse! <clears throat> 10, 15 points of damage. In your first strike, you down druid number one, wind nice. druid, a.k.a. And then with your second attack, what would you like to do? I rock will, druid? I'll, yes. Rock druid, yeah. I'll lock eyes onto him and swing and cast a, a smite at first level. Deal 18 points of damage to Druid number two, a.k.a. Rock Druid. Hell yeah. That was your turn, Hector. It's Piran's turn now. Oh, wait. Piran's at the beginning of the bridge, but he's quick. (laughs) (laughs) He stabs through the Druid's throat. The Druid grabs at his throat. Then he slashes the Druid's hand nearly in half with his dagger. Wielding it cool, like holding it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Piran's cool now. (laughs) Everybody said almost to yourself, looking down at your nose. cool 20, now. 22, 24 <laughs> points of damage. Hector and Pip, remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Rock Druid Piran's takes cool now. 24 points of damage in total. It is the Druid's turn. Rock Druid takes a step backwards, and then with a wicked smile, he disappears. A Gokash looks down at the dirt and says, Spider. Oh, I see. Easy. Squash it. <laughs> it is a Gogash's turn. Oh, just yeah, squash it. Turn. Just squash it. <laughs> what? Critical hit. A Gogash <laughs> like, step steps on the spider. It's <laughs> <laughs> so just going to burst. It's going to like a just be druid. A <laughs> Slowly over the course of like 10 <laughs> seconds, a squashed druid <laughs> appears beneath go- a Gogash. The fight is over. <sighs> Why did it become a spider? Come to, become something big, I say. Who escape, I assume. Yes, ah. I think they wanted to run. Do these look like the druids that uh, robbed you and ate your horse? I, I give them a squeeze. Neither of them is they, familiar they, to you. Uh, they do not look like the particular druid that um, robbed me, no. But they Here have says, similar markings, I think. Are we keeping these or are we killing them? Keeping what? He gestures to the druids. They? They're bleeding out. They're not dead. 
Pip shrugs. Yeah, like, I suppose we could um, question one of them. Perrin shrugs. Is it? Does it seem abnormal to me? I mean, I know Pip doesn't. He's the druid's upset at me. <laughs> he stayed away from them. But does it seem uh, abnormal for them to be this far away from like? Like they they, they could be found basically okay. anywhere in Barovia. Cool, cool, cool. Anywhere, actually. Anywhere except the roads. They, they so this, avoid... it does seem strange for them to be on the bridge. Yeah. Mm. That is odd. Did, did you... And I'm sure you would have said you're an honest boy, Hector, but... Piran did... slashes one of their... Oh, no, actually, he is about to slash their throat. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, actually, it would be much more effective if we killed this one in front of the other one. Your ways are very brutal, Piran. Piran's a tough one, I say. Mm. He's very tough, very cool. Uh, <laughs> Piran, did you piss off the druid when it stole your horse? Are you sure you 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 didn't make the first uh, attack, as it were? Uh, uh, it's just abnormal to see them on the roads. Uh, what do you mean by piss off the druid? Well, it's just normally the druids w- would keep to the woods. I mean, they're okay. basically everywhere in Barovia, but... It is pretty abnormal for them. I mean, like you pointed out before, this is pretty stupid. I, trees don't grow on bridges. So it just seems like intentional, I what guess. Do you what you think I'm they're, thinking. They're, they're going after Ed or one of us? I shrug. Mm-hmm. You're the only one I know here who's had an interaction with the mm-hmm. druids. I like scan and like point to everyone in the party. Unless uh, everyone else, oh no, a Gurgash nods and he says, When I first came here, I did meet one of the. Oh, these type, I, I, um... You piss them off? Uh, we clashed. I don't know why, though. It was, I would not describe friendly at first, but, uh, through conversation, it seemed he decided we wanted to fight. Piran rolls his eyes behind (laughs) a (laughs) go-gash. Um, yes, no, it is all very, um, it is... All very friendly when I met them uh, in 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 um, Jaren's outpost. But then, when we arrived, everything was seemed to be fine. And then in the morning, um, well, suppose they know you're here. I say. Either way, probably should tie up their fingers, right? So they don't cast any spells when we are. Um... We could tie up their fingers, says Perrin, <laughs> or we could just remove the issue entirely. Look. But potentially, yes. But Perrin, if if um if one of them thinks that they're going to be able to leave this, they might be more forthcoming. He wants his horse back. I say, I'm getting back in the wagon. Piran, uh, Piran shrugs. He doesn't seem convinced by your argument, but he's not going to tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, look, um, actually, don't, Piran. You're better at this than I am. This is your expertise. I, quite frankly, don't have the stomach for it. All yours. <laughs> All right. Well, is there any um, questions you'd like answered? Shake his head. If you could uh, find information, perhaps, why they're here, why they are off the road, and... um. Perhaps if they have um, the location of uh, their, what did Druids have? Like a, a grotto, a, a circle? Some a, kind of stronghold to the south. Mm. Information about their stronghold and um, that kind of thing. Numbers would be nice. All right. um, but yes, other than that, um, I think I'd rather remain ignorant. Um, uh, let us, uh, yes, we'll be in the wagon. All right. You get in the wagon. You wander a little away. A gogash and... Esmeralda seems a little, a little like caught in between. You can see that Esmeralda understands that a lot of useful information could be acquired through this, but Esmeralda also does not seem to like the method here. Gora Blushon have no issue with this whatsoever. <laughs> Piran asks them for assistance, and you watch as Piran rouses both of the druids. Well, you don't watch, obviously, Hector. Pip, perhaps you watch. Mm, yeah, yeah. As Piran with Gorob and Lushan's help as kind of like muscle, rouses both of the druids. 
next to the lake, and they have out of your earshot, have a little conversation. It goes for like maybe about 10, 15 minutes. Piran walks from one to the other. He's got both of them tied up in an kneeling position right next to the raging river. At one point, Piran stands behind one of them and kicks them into the river, which they get swept away in, mm. with their hands and legs bound. It's pretty... The chances, chances yeah. of them making their way out, unless they're a Rasputin sort, mm. sort of yeah. unlikely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they can't like, turn into a fish with their hands yeah. bound or whatever. I mean, the, maybe. Mm. The other druid, they keep talking for like another minute. The other druid turns to Piran and Pip, you watch as he spits in Piran's face. Bad move. Piran stands behind that druid and he makes like he's about to kick him into the water, like nearly completes the action, but then stops and then turns to the druid again. The druid, you can, both of you hear as the druid utters, like calls out loudly all hail Strahd! And then Piran kicks him into the river. Piran walks back to the wagon, and when he gets, as he's hopping back in, Hector, you see that he's, he wipes a bit of moistness from his face, with which Pip you know is spit. Yeah. He settles down next to you, Hector, and he says, I'm re-revising my previous opinion. I don't like fanatics. <laughs> and then you keep going. <laughs> Keep watch for more twig blights or, or or any kind of blight on the road, I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah as, as we're a, a Front wagon along, just uh, peering out into the horizon. I know I'm historically not good at this, <laughs> but it's well, it's six p.m. Well, actually, it's a bit later than that. It's oh, about right, yeah. seven p.m. So you don't yeah. get much further until you decide to mm. bed down for the night. Mm-hmm. What is the be- uh, the safest place to to bed down? I guess um, when you are traveling. I like gesture yep. around in a city. <laughs> oh, but if, uh, so if you're not in a city, if you're not in a city, it's pretty much a crapshoot. Not in the woods. Is there like a bank on the yeah. side of the road? That's... Would we have bought yeah, your could... hut by any chance? Or is that or is that long long gone? That's yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. hut near. Are you concerned about pop? Don't oh, I was, yeah, well, <laughs> I was just wondering and curious if we would have made a detour, but I, yeah, it would probably been out of our way. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have. Would we have passed it, actually, coming from Kresik to here? It's quite close to Kresik, comparatively. I might have nipped in. I wouldn't have got pop. I just yeah. got just got some other things, okay. including a fiddle. There's a fiddle in my backpack now. Okay, no worries. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Maybe I would have got some things. I would have dumped a bunch of feed into Pop's cage. Yeah. I'm so unconcerned. We could be gone a month. I know, I'll come back. Pop will, be, if anything, you'll be stronger. <laughs> we'll level up. <laughs> exactly. As you're making the decision about where to stop for the night, Esmeralda gestures to a the road that you've been following, the Slavic Road. This is the main road that runs through Barovia. The Slavic Road, I would not describe it as paved. 
<laughs> I would I would certainly say that it is partially cobbled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are certainly, you know when you're driving down like a country road mm. and you get to parts where you're like, "Oh, they recently did a road improvement here." And then you get to parts where you're like, "Oh, this is probably the first road that was laid in yeah, this area yeah. ever." And then some parts of the dirt trail. I, yeah. I think feel like Pip might have described it as like cobbled in such a way that you're never expecting the cobbles like <laughs> you're like oh we're on smooth dip, 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 dip. oh that's right all right and then yeah. back to you leave that and then dip, 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 and you, yeah you're just never comfortable on it right that's the, the slavage road mm. yeah Esmeralda points to a clear offshoot of the slavage road which you can see is 100 percent dirt trail she gestures to that path and says, there is down there, if we wish to push through the night a little bit, there is a tower that my mentor has been using as a base of operations. Oh. He may be there. He may not. I'm not 100% certain. Either, either way, I will be traveling this way and I can either meet you in Valakai or you can meet me there tomorrow morning. How, either how, way, I am heading this way how now. How much further along? Is it is further. perhaps... Another two, three hours. You know that's a risky prospect. Mm. Uh, is it better to um, go in numbers? Uh, I say uh, we can make ourselves. I can cast light as much as we can on, so we're more visible. Uh, or, or we can light some torches, or the opposite. The Slavic Road. Look, it's not safe, but a dirt trail is less safe than the Slavic Road. When you've been here a long enough time, you learn not to trust little dirt trails like this one. Uh, I would recommend staying. I like maybe gesture to like a little flat area just with the woods on one side and the road on the other. Setting up camp here, I can set down a cordon of arrows. If we set camp, um, you're heading off there, yes? If you stay here, for, I want to, if there is even a chance that uh, Dr. Van Richten is there now and that I could miss him, I would not forgive myself. I, look, if it's only a few hours. I understand it is dangerous, but there is safety in numbers, yes? Your funeral. Gorobloshin stand up and they say, We're going with the woman! And mine, I hear. <laughs> All right. The trip to the tower is, I would describe it as harrowing. You meet and encounter nothing and no one. But the woods... Uh, the feels worse. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> the slavage woods, they're not a pleasant place. It would almost be better if it was comic book, like, all dead trees mm. and evil-looking marshes and mm. cackling in the distance. There mm. is a noticeable, almost noticeable, lack of anything that could be disruptive. Mm. The noises are all normal. The sights are all normal. Mm. But things feel wrong. It feels like something is lulling you into a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. And you're not sure if that is a real feeling that you should be monitoring or not. The tension yeah. is absolutely worse. The revelation of some kind of monster would yeah. be almost nice. It would yeah. be it would a relief. It would break the tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like dark vision. Uh, you can turn that off, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you must be able to because it's crazy if you can't. <laughs> just to like sometimes be like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> I imagine the whole time I've just got the crossbow. I'm just standing up in the wagon <laughs> like yeah, scanning the the forest yeah. in like dark vision so it's all like it's black and white yeah, yeah. seeing just like um like a, a wolf standing on its hind legs <laughs> walking to a deer uh deer also on its hind legs yeah. they make an exchange You're like i i don't need to see that ever again dark vision off <laughs> 
You come to a cold mountain lake enclosed by misty woods and rocky bluffs. Thick fog creeps across the dark, still, too still, perfectly still, waters. The trail ends at a grass-covered causeway that stretches a hundred yards across the lake to a flat, marshy island, so a little marshy island, covered in stone and with a stone tower upon it. The tower is old and decrepit, with collapsing scaffolds clinging to one side where a large gash has split the wall. Time-worn griffin statues, their wings and flanks covered with moss, perch atop buttresses that support the walls. I, like, because obviously that's where we want to go. Yeah. I'm, like, hurrying people. Okay. Like, you can see that I'm scared. Like, I'm mm. like, right, off the wagon, let's move, let's move, let's move. And I'm scanning the woods as we go. It's right. too late. We're too exposed. Mm-hmm. It's too dangerous. I'd be hurrying though. If we're not, if we if we've already parked, basically, yeah, yeah. but before that, like hurrying around. You yeah. hurry across the bridge, Hector. As everyone gets off the wagon and is moving single file across the bridge, you are perhaps the last person making the wagon mm. right before you, making sure the wagon gets ahead right before you. Hector, you take one turn back towards the forests here, and you see a deer grazing somewhere in the woods. Bushes slightly cover its lower half, so you just see basically where their their oh, head no. is completely... Oh, sorry, you cannot see the head or, like, hooves of the deer. They are obscured by brush. The deer rears, but with its back legs, and then when they land, it runs in reverse. You do not see its head come up. You do not know if you saw a deer. <laughs> let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Come on. Well, yes, let's just go. Um... I don't mention that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably best not yeah. to. Is there, there's, there's the tower. That's the, that is the tower, yes? As you step onto the island, all of you feel a weight settle upon you, like you just put on a heavy, wet cloak. No one's 100% sure what it is, but Esmeralda mutters, anti-magic zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Something. I like. Can I like scan? Has my horse? Does my horse go away? It doesn't go away. No. Okay. okay. That's good. It's still. It's here. You have summoned it. Yeah. Okay. No, I just I the anti magic zone. Yeah. No. The the anti magic does not. Yeah. It. it right. The creature. Well, actually, the horse can now properly die, which is funny because <laughs> it can't go back to its home plane. Okay. Typically, if it reaches zero hit points, it's sent back to yeah, wherever yeah, yeah, it yeah. came from, unharmed. But if it dies here, it dies in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! She thought she was playing a game, but really, she's plugged into the matrix, baby. <laughs> oh no! The tower door is made of iron with no visible handles or hinges. In the middle of the door is a large embossed symbol, a connected series of lines with eight stick figures set around it. Carved into the wood above the door is the word exathander. Do I know what it means? What is exathander? Is that in a, is that in common or is that in uh, pip? You know, this is something that perhaps Keening found out in his research mm-hmm. and mentioned to you. Exathander was Strahd's court wizard or arch wizard, mm. but he is supposedly dead. Is that a elvie? It's, it's a name. Oh, it's a name. Uh, Strahd, uh, in the past, had a court wizard named Exathander. Long dead, but sure, what does that mean, really? Oh, right, so this was I, where he went. Oh, right. And Wizards love towers. I turn around to Esmeralda. Your sh- 
You're sure? This is uh, in the letter he sent. This was where he said I would find a, a safe base of operations that he established. He did not mention... Oh, he did mention a magical lock, but for safety reasons, he said he would not explain how to unlock it. He said he trusted me to figure it out, though. Right. Should we knock it? Or is... Uh, there is a knocker just below the... Oh, let me show you the... So... Ooh! That looks if you cool. want to describe the picture that you're looking at, uh, it's, so it's a like a black iron door shrouded in a horrible green mist, mm. uh, with like a kind of dark mahogany wood uh, in which the door is set, and then in the kind of at eye height in the door, there's like a circular, possibly rusted brass plate with some kind of triangly sigil like a on it. Lock, and it's kind of it's 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 a, it's a oh, yeah, the, it does all the things are connected, yeah. Yeah. And around where the numbers would be are uh, little symbols. Are they of people or it looks like a stick figure drawing of a person, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, um I guess you would try the, the, the knocker. You attempt the knocker, nothing happens. Uh, attempting the knocker makes Pip slightly nervous. It's dangerous to invite invitation. <laughs> you certainly though, the all of you can tell when you hit the knocker, it echoes within the tower magically enhanced clearly okay esmeralda clucks at that that is curious why that there would be magic within an anti-magic zone oh his horse is still around esmeralda shrugs i do not know summoning magic i is it when you uh, you cast the enchantment first and then you do the anti and then it Pip shrugs i, mm. I, 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 I am I'm not, not schooled not, in magic right well um well surely if you're you're Van Richten trusted Richten you. Was I would say, if he was here, he would have heard that. Oh yes. Well, well uh, um, Esmeralda, uh, Van Richten seemed to believe you could figure out the Esmeralda approaches. She gingerly puts a gloved hand upon mm. the door. When that happens, who's standing within ten feet of the door? Oh, I, I feel am. like all of us. Yeah. All right. Okay. Electricity explodes <laughs> out from the door, hitting everyone. Cool. Dexterity save. Esmeralda passes. Pip. You fail. Damn Hector, it. you pass. I would say no one else actually was standing that close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goroblushin is eager. Goroblushin fails. <laughs> so, Pip, did I say you fail? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, eh, thanks. <laughs> you take 21 points of damage. Oh, my God. It's not okay anymore. <laughs> but, um... Can I have a look at the 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 the, the clock face? Um, unfortunately, no. Uh, <laughs> I meant my character. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yes, uh, you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the the because there's a line going to it, and it's a bright. It's not a fully connected line, is it? As in, oh, like you mean the, the symbol open, in the center? Yeah. If you yeah, could, you can trace from one end to the to the other, right? Like a maze, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one continuous or contiguous line. Okay. <laughs> okay. It goes from one point to another in kind of a, a like a almost like a, like a yeah, triangular making, shape. Yeah, making yeah. several triangles atop themselves. The first, I guess, like the start or the end. Are they this the same symbol that it's pointing to? No, they're pointing to two different ones. When okay. Esmeralda touched it, did she just touch anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she touched a specific place. <laughs> I mean, did she just did she touch any specific place? What specific place? She did touched she touch? the disc. Okay, the okay. metallic disc with all the little symbols mm, on it. Perhaps right. if you trace the, does it seem f- part of the initial design? 
the like maze <laughs> section. Oh, it looks it... like the door was made to have this fitted into okay. it. So yeah. Um. Um. The are, they, are they repeating the symbols? Any of them repeating? They look like stick figures. Oh, they look like stick yeah, figures. Yeah, they look yeah. like little stick figures of a person. Uh, like, none of them repeat. No. Is it like circle and then like arms and legs? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, stick figure. Like okay. just a simple circle and then lines to represent arms, legs, torso. Are they, are they doing anything? Yeah, they look like they're doing little gestures. So if I followed from like the one end to the next, like so I go from like where it first is to the next point, does it look like, is it, is it a movement kind of thing? As yeah, in if I was well, doing I mean, a flip. Yeah. You know, like a... a oh, like a, I always see what you're saying. Like if I was doing an animation on like a, like a flip... Uh, like a flip, no, flip, flip book. Flip book, And yeah. then like... And is it walking? Or is no, it... No, not really. Some of them are quite different to other ones. I mean, like... I, it's hard to say. It doesn't look like one naturally follows from the other, though. Okay. Well, if you... So the first one Esmeralda is, is nodding and as you see, you following that, that along, one yeah. is there. Then you could there look. If it's a stick figure going doing something, a stick figure doing something. So is it? Is it? I look where the door is. Is there anything that like? Like a I don't camera? know about. Yeah, I don't know what mag, Like I don't know much about non-divine magic. So I'm trying to see if it's like okay. With, there's like there's a, a magical eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's like you need to do something in well, front of that. D- <laughs> You know enough about arcane magic to know that such a viewing device, mm-hmm. if there is one, some spells do create like a physical Just viewing eye. eye yeah. yeah, but it is always invisible. Okay. So you would yeah. not be able to see it if it was there. Esmeralda gestures for everyone to get back. Allow me to attempt the the sequence. Yes, right. I don't. I do not know which which way you start from. She imitates the little stick figure going from one to the next to the next to the next to the next until she completes the sequence. At which point you hear a kachunk and the door swings oh. open. Yeah. Yeah. Why have the exact sequence you need to do written on the door? Well, I, I think it is... Why not memorize it? That's like if you had a numbered code, writing the numbered code above the place where you would enter the different well, I'm, I'm, digits. I'm assuming this, this, this court wizard was um, uh, uh, of Strahd, yes? Uh, yes, um, I think so. Perhaps if, if he wanted Strahd to come visit, but why would you not Maybe just... he was an idiot. <laughs> I'd say that's also feasible. It could be possible, as Beralda says, that this... That perhaps you are right, that it is a very foolish thing, and that what we have done, instead of opening the door, is triggering a trap that we are not aware of yet. Uh, yes, I suppose that's... Ah. Yes, it is an option, yes. Um, well. I mean, it, you are correct, it is exceedingly easy. Alternatively, it could also be a thing that perhaps uh, Dr. Van Richten came mm. through and made something hard easy in the locking mechanism or something. The way that uh, Esmeralda moved, was it kind of like um, like a fitness calisthenics-y thing? Because it could be like... <laughs> yeah, you reckon a Gogash yeah. made this. Like, yeah. <laughs> or it could have simply mean a, a way for the, the court wizard to get in his morning stretches. Perhaps an exercise uh, Gogash routine. Nods. That seems to make a lot of sense to him. <laughs> You know, it's like one of those things, you know, it's like, well, I really want to do, you know, yeah, in the morning, I, I'm, st- I'm getting older, I want to do some, like, you know, stretches and yoga in the morning, but uh, i got to roll out the mat. But yeah. if the mat's already rolled out... Yeah, exactly, if you, well, and if you've got no, if there's no way to get back into your house... Yeah, well, I guess i Except by getting in, doing some exercise. Yeah, so I guess I'll just do a downward dog in front of my door and uh, <laughs> That's how I open in. <laughs> Esmeralda 
looks to the threshold and shrugs and says, nothing ventured. She steps into nothing the building. Nothing gained, I follow. All right, everyone. Terrible advice, I say. And step <laughs> after you. Everyone walks in. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Terrible advice. <laughs> there is a little entry area, like a little landing space, with a curtain that blocks off the, the rest of the first floor. Mm-hmm. You, or Esmeralda, pushes that aside, and you see... The flagstone floor is strewn with debris, and a few old crates stand near the east wall. A torn curtain, which is what you just mm-hmm. pushed aside, partially obscures the rest from viewing. A five-foot square indentation in the center of the floor contains four pulleys attached to taut iron chains that stretch up through a familiarly sized hole in the rotted wooden ceiling. Standing next to the chains are four tall clay statues. So you see, as I said, four clay statues standing around. In the center, there's a a little platform and then pulleys and chains that go up into the ceiling. There is a hole in the ceiling and you can tell it is about the same size and shape as the the platform. platform. Right. Uh, And then there's crates, I should say. So before we enter, can I have casted any sort of healing magic on myself after getting zapped? Or does that just like not happen? Yeah, you attempt to cast a spell, and you cannot. All right, well, that's, that, that is unfortunate. Mm. Can I use Divine Sense? No. Or just like, so I'm just completely cut off? Yep. All right, um, not like this. Well, this is, I guess, is there a lever, or like, is it a pulling the chain? It's a pulley, so you got to manually wind it. Well, I, I guess you step on and head up. Uh, the clay statues. Yeah. Can I give them a once-over? Just a second, I say. You see the four clay statues are... uh, It's hard to tell, but you can see that they don't look like the rest of the room. There is a bit of... There's a lot of dust in this Mm -hmm. room. It looks like a largely disused space. Except for the crates in the eastern section, casting your gaze over there, Pip, you see that there's like clear disturbances there. You can't... You couldn't guess how recently it happened, but something more recently than the rest of the room has been around there. Okay. These clay statues are the same. It looks like they have recently, uh, something has disturbed them. Mm-hmm. They're not as dusty as the rest of the place. Okay. Do they strike me as possibly being an elemental of some kind? Hmm. I need to quickly check. Yeah. Like, are they? Something. Yeah. With the, the Emmanuel de Monster page for and... elementals open, I like... Without touching them, just like cast an eye over them. You do recognize these not as being elementals, but you do recognize that there is an elemental presence here. These statues are, in fact, clay golems. Oh. A earth elemental, the way a golem is made, is an a elemental of an appropriate nature. Mm-hmm. Typically earth, not always, but typically earth, is bound to like a, a vaguely humanoid shape, these clay mm-hmm. statues, yeah. and then it acts as kind of like a power to source, to to, to animate the automaton. Mm-hmm. These creatures would not be considered elementals anymore, okay. but they do have an elemental spark within them. Mm. Mm. Can I tell the kind of thing that would activate them, or is that a bit beyond me? They would. It's impossible to tell. They've yeah. been given orders, and they will follow said orders. Well, the fact that they've not attacked us outright means that they're either not guards or terrible guards, I say. Uh, uh, as world ah. nods. Right. Are they near the like the lever, like the pulley system? Yeah. Um, Although, <laughs> well, perhaps they're the ones that. Um, what if we if 
Esmeralda has wandered over to the crates, and you can see she's trying to open one. Um, Van Richten said nothing about golems of any kind, did he? Esmeralda shakes her head. It was a, a brief message that he was able to send. Well, I would, I would assume if we, if we stepped on the, on the platform and, and said something, they, they might lift us up. I'm also curious if there's anything underneath this platform. Um, my experience with wizards that they are a tricky bunch. Goro Blushon steps up, does not stand on the platform, but looks up into the hole in the ceiling. They they put a hand to the corner of each of their mouths <laughs> as if they had one big mouth that they were about to call through. And both of them in perfect unison scream up, Doctor! We need a doctor! Help us! We must be separated! Um, I, I think if the doctor was here, he would have heard the knock. The knock went through the whole building. Hello? Oh, well, maybe oh, you're right. Come up here. Esmeralda pauses. bite my tongue. Esmeralda pauses and looks up. She looks at the rest of you and shakes her head. That is not Dr. Van Richten. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.